Hello and welcome to another weekly teaching from Vineyard Community Church, St. Louis. Well, we're, we are at the end of our series on the people of the King, and we've, we've done this, many a habit of this, and as we go through this series, uh, we want to stop at the end and settle in a little bit and say, let's reflect on that a little bit and, and kind of what were the takeaways that we want to pay attention to. Um, you know, I think that today I'd say is we're not, today we're, I'd encourage you, if you've not heard the teachings or you missed them, go back and listen to them. I mean, go back and watch them or listen to them. You have everything available to you, PowerPoints, everything. You can just go to our website or vcclife.org uh, and you'll get all that. But what we're going to talk about today is a spot of, have you guys ever had a time where you've been at something that's really good, like a retreat or conference, and you feel like you're drinking from a fire hose? You guys know that one? Good stuff coming at you. What I've learned is as you go through good stuff, I've learned at the end it's really good to say, God, I want to sit with you. What are the, what's the thing right now that you're wanting to raise up and highlight for me right now? And so as a church, we kind of want to do the same thing. We want to have a time where we can together come together and say, God, what is it that you might have been speaking specifically of some things that you want to highlight to this series that's going to be tied to us and our church and how that looks? And so... Um, what we want to do is, uh, I want to just start with a, a verse that came to my mind as I was thinking about this. In Philippians, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a matter worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whatever, when, whether I come to you or, uh, and see you again or only hear about you, I know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith which is the good news. One thing that we've talked about in our beginning of our series is what is different between us and any other group that gathers around convictions and cause, right? There's a lot of good people who are gathering around that. So what is making the difference in how the church is distinct from every other group? And I think that we'll be playing this out a lot more as we go through, but that phrase just stands out to me. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. And so, how does that look? You know, what does living as citizens of heaven together at VCC look like? All right? So, I didn't have the answers to this, so I found two people who might be helpful. Nathan Tomac and Emily Pedersen. I'd like them to come up, and we're going to have a little discussion because uh, I think they had, they had a couple things during the series that God has really pointed out to them, and it's kind of been some things that really I thought were had great value. So, would you welcome Nathan and Emily? And I'm going to put you guys up further than you want to be. <clears throat> That's what I feel like every week. Yeah. So. I'm going to arrange it a bit so everybody can, I think you guys can see fine from there. All right, so I think this is right. Emily, you can turn that light on to its screen. And Nathan, you get the cool corded one. So once you, once you switch over and I'll sit over here, Emily, and you can sit in the middle because you're so special, you should be in the middle. All right, hang on a second. There you go. All right. Can everybody see everybody? All right. All right. Is this fun or what? All right. Yeah, you got to turn on. It's great. Yeah, here's the thing about, I, I want to start out with the trivia facts on these two. Trivia facts on Emily. 
Now, most people maybe heard this trivia fact, but when we were getting ready to plant the church, uh, we, uh, we weren't sure if we weren't sure if we were going to pull the trigger or not, but we felt pretty sure about it. And Emily Pedersen came over to our house and went to the back deck and said, I need to talk to you. And she said, God told me to come with you to plant the church wherever it is I'm in. And so that tipped us. And the other thing is, she's the only remaining member. All the others have ditched me. So <laughs> from the original church planting team. So, And then the, I, I have a trivia fact. <laughs> yeah, and I have a trivia fact for uh, you. His name is not Nathan Tomac. Did you guys know this? Who knew this? One or two people, what's your name? Correctly. Nathan Tomac. Don't do this to me, Nathan. What's your real name? Uh, my parents say Tomac. Tomac. Which do you want us to call you, honestly? Whichever one you want. Okay. I'm going for Tomac. I like that. So, I am. All right. so, so this will be the harassment for maybe four or five years. All right. So, good seeing you. All right. So what we want to do today is I just wanted to just kind of let each one of them share. I think I'm going to start with you, Emily. And Emily's voice is a little rough, so uh, she usually doesn't have quite this deep of voice, but it's still very At nice. least I don't have to sing this morning. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. You can sing if it helps. All right. So, you know, I, I think I just, I just kind of want to leave it wide open for you to kind of share what things, like, do you feel like guts, you know, like a lot of things. There's things you hear, but there's things that just seem to rise and hang out and you just can't, you keep thinking about them. And I think some of the things you were, you were talking to me about, I thought that would be really good for other people to hear. So why don't you just talk a little bit? Yeah, okay. So from the very first week of this series when Caleb was teaching, I think um, it just kind of it felt like every week this theme kind of leapt out to me, and that was that we belong to one another, that as a body, like we it's not just us individually relating to God. That is part of it, but that we belong to each other. And so every week that we, that you guys, um, you know, the different people did the teachings, I felt like there was a different aspect of that that came out to me. Um, and it, the more I started kind of ruminating on it, I really thought about, well, this is like the essential nature of God is community, right? Like, he exists as a triune God. Like, he's different from any other God you hear about because he's one, but he's three. And so from the very beginning, before any of creation existed, he was in community. And so it makes perfect sense that he would want us to be in community, that he would want us to relate not just to him, but to each other. And I think about like times, so many times in the scripture, I mean, there's more than I could even list off, but I think about from the, you know, in the Garden of Eden when God said that it wasn't good for Adam to be alone. Mm -hmm. um, that wasn't just about marriage and men and women, that was about community. Um, and when, you know, Jesus was on the cross and he looked down and he saw John and he saw his mother Mary and he just kind of gave them to each other you know like here's your mother here's your son that he was God is always in the business of connecting us to him and connecting us to each other and that in this kind of community it makes everything look different 
because of the way that he does community too, that, you know, your question at the beginning was, how is this different from any other group that gets together? Mm -hmm. And it's different because of the way that we belong to each other. Mm -hmm. So like the week that you talked about humility and pride and, um, I was thinking, you know, like when I, when I experience envy or I feel like I'm not enough or, you know, that what I'm, I'm missing is that the people that are, you know, that I'm looking at saying, I wish I had what you had or whatever, like I do a little bit because I, you belong to me. So when I, you know, see Tavi leading worship and killing it, you know, like I, I'm connected to that, like, right. because I belong to her. And when I see um, Kitty grieving because her daughter is gone, like, I'm connected to that, that I belong to her. And so it takes out all that kind of, you go into another group and it's like, where's my position? Where do I belong? Mm-hmm. How do I fit in the ranking here? And here it's like, it, that is kind of out of the, that's taken off the table mm-hmm. because we belong to each other. Yeah. Um, so that was, I don't know, that kind of yeah, summarized. Like it. for you personally, like this, feeling that you have like it's just kind of the beginning stages right you're just yeah. trying to figure out so how has that been a spot where that you've kind of decided how do I how is it starting how's it affecting you yeah. personally and the way you're starting to just see and how's your because sight kind of comes before what well you, this is yeah this is the part where I kind of feel like God like tricked me into getting up here today because I definitely feel like He's kind of like, okay, you, you're going to share this with everybody now. You're going to be accountable for it to everybody, you know. Um, but I, you know, I think obviously, you know, like I've been with you guys since the beginning. I've, I've been in church pretty much since I was born. And there was a time probably in my teenage years where I kind of decided church is important. Belonging to a body is important. That's a, a value that I have. But I think I also have a very strong independent streak where I kind of am like, yeah, I'm doing, it my, I'm doing this on my own terms, and I'm going to connect with who I want to connect with, and I'm going to come, and I'll, I'll take part, and, and I'm here to, like, God's going to teach me things because I'm here, right? But, mm-hmm. um, but kind of like, you know, an independent operator, you know, like, I come and I, I take part as I choose, and... God is just kind of like nailing me on that and being like, yeah, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> um, like, because I belong to each of you, because I, I am connected to each of you in a, on a spiritual level, um, I don't get to be kind of selective about who I connect with or who I reach out to or, or who I share myself with, you know. Mm-hmm. I am really good at like kind of putting up walls. I mean, like, yeah, you know, keeping people at a distance and God's like, yeah, no, Um, because that's not how this works. You know, that is not how we see, you know, God and his community played out in our lives if we're kind of putting up barriers there or saying, yeah, only this, this much. 
Do you, does it feel a bit risky but exciting? Yeah. Is that the way to describe it? Is yeah. Like, oh, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every week that God's been highlighting this to me, I think I felt this sense of like, oh, oh, this is really cool. This is really different, and this this is something new. And I, I get excited about our church for this. You know, like, what would it look like if all of us were invested in that way? Yeah. But I also feel like, oh, I'm not going to have any place to hide. You know, like, <laughs> I'm not, not going to have, I can't kind of retreat back into, okay, I'm, I'm just observing now, or I'm yeah. just, you know. So. God's gracious. Nathan? I have a confession, Dave. I forgot all about this. No, you didn't. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> that was, you should have said that yesterday, not today. <laughs> anyway, um, so one of, the, one of the things that was interesting about this talk for me was just prior to this series starting, I had just spent like 10 hours in a car listening to a book called Misreading Scripture Through Individualistic Eyes. And so I was, I was like really like kind of, into that book. And in the book, the premise is that the Bible was written um, in a culture, to a culture that was a collectivist society that was very, uh, very different than our individualist society. And because of that, there are many things, you know, it's not, it's, it wasn't trying to say, you know, one is good, one is bad. What it was trying to call out is that there are many, many things in the stories that we miss. There are many things that are implied because it's so deep, there's not even words for them. There are many things happening below the surface that we, we miss. And so the, the goal was in this book to, to highlight those types of things and how we maybe read something versus how maybe a, a person in that day and age was reading it. One, one example that stood out, story of Joseph. We, we view that as, as individualists, as a... Uh, rags to riches, triumph of, um, of, a, of an individual rising from the bottom to the top, overcoming adversity. But it was really a story about reconciliation of family and the failures all along the way and the pride and the various things that had gotten in the way when people kind of looked at, out for themselves and, and didn't um, take care of the family and how, in the end, they were all reconciled, and how that is something that God is doing for us. But there's a lot of, a lot of things like that y- you miss. And so what was interesting to me is I just spent a lot of time in the car listening to that. It was all fresh on my mind, and then I come here, and we have this people of the king, and I said, oh, that's kind of interesting. And then uh, as we got into it, it was like, you know, we want to take a, a view that's us and we, and I was like, that's, that's even more interesting, you know? Mm-hmm. I, then I was curious, like, have you read the same book I read? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was really kind of neat to come into that and see, like, how I feel like the spirit working um, in, in the leadership team and in, in, in our community here and also in my life kind of separately was, was converging. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, what's interesting is you think about that us and we idea um, and you start looking at it. These books like Philippians were written to a group of people. We're very good, again, in our, in our culture of making it about us, um, which is sometimes good. 
Uh, but it's also sometimes good to take a different view and say, okay, what does it mean if he's writing to a group of people, a body of Christ, a collection of people that depend on each other? What, is that, what does that mean then when, he said, when Paul says pray without ceasing? You know, what does that look like when you think about us mm-hmm. as Vineyard Community Church? Um, what does it then think about? Because the, the theme, too, is you know, what's, what's fascinating about Jesus is he presses into every group. So if you are a collectivist, he's pushing you to expand your borders of what that means. You already have probably larger borders than an individualist like myself does. If you're an individualist, he's, he's calling you to press into other areas and to expand your borders. And what does that look like? What does that mean? And, you know, not, not to, to pick at words, but what I found from reading that book and listening even to the series is that I think sometimes even the term community is too small. I think, I think what Jesus is calling us is something, something bigger. I, maybe family is the word. That, that, that fits better. Um, but then you have to ask yourself, and I think this is where it really takes, for me, to, to a next level in dependence on the Spirit, is what does that mean? Mm-hmm. If I don't have words for that next level, <laughs> you know, I, I can look at ideas, you know, out there. I can see then, you know, what other cultures have that reflect the image of God, other people have that reflect the image of God, and I can draw ideas, but I think what we're being called to is something that Jesus is helping us to define. Yeah. And um, that, that, was, that was just, for me, really interesting, like that, that we and us kind of view, and I really appreciated how every message kind of tried to reinforce that in this, is getting a different viewpoint, and one of those is, is viewing us mm-hmm. as a group, as a collective, as a as a one thing, mm-hmm. um, not just me. You know, I, I, I asked you earlier about, like, one thing you really has impacted me when you talked about this, I, this thing that God did where you started seeing everybody and saying they were made in the image of God and how much that has affected you. So describe just a little bit more of how that has kind of played into this as well. Like, uh, is that something that has been connected to this, or is it something that's separate than that? Yeah, so some of you may have heard, I think I shared a little bit how God has been leading me towards loving people, and one of the things that was impactful was understanding that every person is made in the image of God. So sometimes even when I'm out having a bad day, especially if I'm having you know, trouble with a person or that person driving next to me, I just I'd say, made in the image of God, <laughs> made in the image of God. Sometimes you have to say it a lot. You're like, made in the image of God, made in the image of God. But... What is interesting is, is this builds on that, right? It, it adds to it. It takes it even to another level, and it says, you know, made in the image of God, and you're my family member. Like, you're something very close, uh, something that's not, uh, I don't have as much control over. You know, I've spent a lot of my life, especially as I get more and more of an adult, like, I get, compart- I get tactics and systems to deal with people and things, you know, I, I can be in a church and we can be friendly and nice and have all kinds of things, but there's always like, I go to my house, you go to your house. There's separation. It's, it's not messy, right? And I think God is calling us into some of those messier interdependencies. And if you think, one of the things Dave likes to talk about is that, that 
is stuck with me is this idea of becoming more and more, as a child, more and more dependent on God. But I think if you take this kind of we and us thing and extrapolate it, he's also calling us to become more and more dependent on each other. Yeah. And I think in our society, that's really challenging because we do a lot to make sure that we have our finances in order, that our kids are set up for success, that you know we're going to be on time to places and, and make sure that things line up in the way that we plan. And when you start depending on more and more people uh, and putting your dependence, it gets messy. You might be late to that thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, or in my case, you know, I might not eat dinner at the time I want to eat it at. <laughs> and, uh, you know, all of those things, like, it's, it's, a, it's a challenge to us. But Jesus is gently pressing pushing us to expand our borders just a little bit, right? He's not asking us to go, like, all the way. He's asking us to expand it a little bit and a little bit and a little bit yeah. and, and rely on him. For me, you know, the, the next thing is, is like, if, if I say you're made in the image of God and then he says, okay, but how about, you know, are, is he, are they your family? You know, would you let them do these things or, or infringe upon you in a way that you would a family member? Like, I think that's where... I'm at is like being open to asking like is is my neighbor on my street is this person at my church someone that I'm willing to open up a little bit more yeah. kind of like you're talking Emily like being will being willing and that, that's where I'm at is just saying hey God what are you yeah. what are you saying in this moment that's really good I want you to I, this is also a question I, I didn't think I told you I was going to throw you but uh, you can figure it out uh, just if it, you know, when you get a glimpse of this, like I found when God gives you a glimpse of something, you see the beauty of it, and then that captures you. But then you start realizing, oh, I have to start taking some steps in here, right? Let's stay on the beauty side of it, right? The, the place of what you could think, oh, that would, be, that would be the beautiful side of this. I mean, the hard side's obviously, like this is different for us. And so either one of you want to share anything about, like if you'd imagine what this might look like if God kept doing this in our church and that became we became more like this. I have a thought about that, and it's kind of like what Nathan was saying about the expanding the borders, but that part of this is, you know, I have kind of gotten little glimpse of, glimpses of what does, what would this look like if all of us are operating this way? And the thing that's so cool is that not only does it mean we are more, you know, dependent on each other, we are more invested in each other, but it's also really attractive mm -hmm. to other people too. Like this is not a kind of inward focus, like we gather our ranks and we're part, you know, but it's like, it's like a sticky group, you know, it's like we're a group and we keep attracting more people because everybody who kind of approaches it gets drawn in mm -hmm. by that reflection of God, that community aspect, that, um, that belonging to each other. That's really good. One of the thoughts that struck me, I, I think this does exist in the body of Christ to some extent. I think, again, Jesus is calling us to more and more. But think about a time when you've gone to another city or, you know, in our case, we moved to another country. And I will say one of the best things we found was another group of Christian believers that we could be with, that could support us 
And we found that community almost immediately because of our shared, you know, love of Jesus and, and, the, and the Holy Spirit. And so I, I do think it exists. And I think if there's ever been a time where you've experienced that, that glimpse, where you've gone somewhere else, maybe to people that you have no connection with other than Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, but think about how that could be, I think, in this group. Yeah. Because what, what I've found, too, is it's, it's, sometimes it's easier when there's, like, total strangers. Um, but we all have lives. You have other family members. You have other connections outside of this. It's, it's difficult oftentimes uh, within your own hometown to have that same level of connection and love. Um, and, and, again, I'm not saying it's not here because, you know, my, our family has been personally blessed. Like when we had our child, like the, the food and like a lot of things just came. But I think it's just the, the challenge I find myself is, is asking Jesus, like, what are you calling me into today? How are you calling me to expand my borders and my view and enlarge in my world and, and, and uh, love the people around me? And then, like you said, it's not just an exclusive group. Be an open open uh, family that, that al- allows people to come in um, that might be messy. That's good. Thank you guys. You did amazing. Just give me a hand. Get reset up here. I did something with the music stand. There it is. All right. All right. I want to say a few more things, and then we're going to be going move into communion in just a little bit. Um, you know, I you know as you look at this verse, you know the the thing I'd, I'd say is that uh, for me, the last three years have just been tremendously uncomfortable in lots of ways. You guys have been uncomfortable a bit just not been quite right. There's been lots going on. We have lots of different views on that, but I'll tell you what I can say pretty surely, because I'm around a lot of, pretty, pretty confidently, is, is I'm around a lot of pastors and a lot of churches. It has shaken the church up in ways that we've never seen. I've been in this a long time. I've not seen quite the way it's shaken it up. And so, you know, we're, as a church... We're sensing, okay, while we're shaking up, you guys ever, you, I use, often use this thing, I have a glass of water, and I shake it, and, and a little bit comes out, and I shake it hard, and a lot comes out, and you know, the question is, why did it come out? And they said, because it was shaken. No, because it was in there. You just noticed it after it was shaken, right? So we see lots of things coming out, and what we've realized is this is our time for to listen to God, to pay attention. If he's shaking us up, let's humble ourselves and begin saying, like, what would it be like for us to do this, right? And so, you know, we, we are in quite a bit of, you may not know this, but we're in quite a bit of transition in trying to figure out, God, how do you want us to see church? Is it different? Have we seen parts? Is there alignments we need to make? Have, need to relook at things? And so these, and, and many times they, we say, you know, there's a lot that we don't know yet in this process because God does it on his time and we can't seem to speed him up any. So we don't know a lot. But I can say this is uh, what is clear that I can say, this, you know how you have things that you kind of lock in and then you lock in the next thing and then you have the next thing? 
And uh, like when we planted here, it was we're going to plant in the Midwest. We're going to plant somewhere in the Midwest. We're going to plant in Missouri. And eventually, we're going to plant in St. Louis. Once we locked in St. Louis, that started a lot of other things, right? There's one thing I can say we can lock into. You ready? You've been waiting for some definition for all these, all these years. We want to be a people. <laughs> and that may sound small, but that's, that is a big statement. We want to be a people. We want to, above all, live our lives as citizens of heaven, as a people of God who are a part of one another and learn that we belong to each other and that each person is connected to us. So what I'd like to do is I want to read some scriptures about, because this is kind of a big concept, right? Let's get it down to kind of how this starts looking. One of the words that it uses in scriptures a lot is this word called one another. It means our people, other people of the kingdom, the other people, other citizens, other family, brothers and sisters in Christ. The one another's of the verses in the Bible are just go search one another and see how much you get. So what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to just close your eyes and I'm just going to read scripture over you. Because in something like this, if this is, I believe, we believe this is where God is just showing us this is for sure where we're going to be a people, a people of the kingdom that grow in this place that we become connected and uh, to one another in ways that maybe we've never seen before. And it, that can be very big, but these, these verses we're going to read just pay attention if any of them stand out to you because the way we get there is just through all of us responding to that particular thing that God's talking to us about. Accept one another as Christ accepted you. Be devoted to one another. Honor one another above yourselves. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make your mind up to, put, to not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of your brother or sister. Strive for full, full restoration. Be completely humble and gentle, patient, and bearing with one another in love. Be kind, compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you'll be healed. Submit to one another out of reverence of Christ. Encourage one another daily, as long as it's still called a day, so that none of you may have a hardness of heart. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Pay attention to those things. What stood out to you in that? You can open your eyes. This whole thing that... I love what Emily said, this stickiness is what we're after. We're not looking to become tight and closed off 
the very thing that we're doing of learning to do this is the very thing that releases the love of God into the people who need to know God. And to be the people of God, we attract people to ourselves. Being a people is we are a, the light of the world, speaking and to, to us, uh, we are the light of the world, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. This is what makes us distinct, is this. And it allows people to see Jesus. Why? Because they will know we are his disciples if we love one another. It's what makes us sticky, which, which draws people in. It's what brings invitation to God. It's what brings the power of God, the love of God revealed is that. And again, in First Peter, we often think of this and we don't realize it's just been talking about putting a spiritual house together with all these unique locks, rocks being put together, drawn together through Jesus, building this spiritual house. And it goes after that, says, but we are the chosen, we are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into this wonderful light. So, you know, the, a verse that I love which is the beautiful side of when we start doing that. We begin expanding our borders and begin, and again, this is, you understand, community that Jesus is talking about is, is, is there's tremendous friendships involved that happen out of that, but we're not talking about just friendships. We're talking about just knowing that we're a part of one another and living that way, the way that you treat me and I treat you affects one another we, because you're part of me. And when you do well with God, it affects me. And when you grieve, it affects me. Going into that spot, it's very different than just friendship. And uh, so what I want you to, what I would like you to do as we, as we close up here is I'd like you just to be thinking about, um, you know, kind of particularly what God might be saying to you. Humble yourself and listen and respond to whatever God is communicating to you about your relationship with the one another's. And please understand that the enemy always tries to overwhelm us in these situations. Like, oh my goodness, I don't even know when to talk to anybody. You're talking about becoming this. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to meet anybody. And now we understand there's people at all different levels. Some people have really tasted this and they're excited about it. Other people are like, but the thing about it, it is so clear that this is what God wants to do. And so it's going to be so good. A verse that I love in 1 John, it talks about this place of that if we, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. You know what that saying? No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, the implication is we begin seeing God and his love is made complete in us. This is what we long for, even if we don't, may not know we long for this. And so the thing about it, it can be overwhelming to how do I how do I do that? It feels like too much. But here's the thing. God is an amazing father who never exasperates his children. Man, you know, when you have a kid and they take one little step, you're just like, yes. You're not thinking, why aren't you in college? You know? <laughs> you're just like, excited. They took a step. They didn't fall. It's better. They talked. They said a word, you know? You're just jumping up and down. That's how God feels towards you. And so this whole place of you just taking that one another thing and saying, God, is there something there? Maybe a word stood out to you in that, right? And you thought, I think I want God to do that in me. I, I think that's what he's asking to do. And he'll show you, and it doesn't have to look very big. It's really just saying, God, I want this, and I want to start, show me how to do this, kind of like what Emily and Nathan talked about.